you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Do you believe in life after addiction? You better believe it. Now, the host of Life After Addiction. That's right. Welcome back. Life after addiction. All right, guys. So you have been back in the swing of things on the second half of season two here. That's Bruce Stanley. Yes, sir. I'm Adam Comer. And man, today we're going to talk about something that might be a little controversial. Surprise, surprise. Uh, but to really fire things back up in this this season. Uh, you just you hear a lot of things, Bruce. You hear a lot of. I don't know, methodologies, philosophies, media, news, and a lot of things tell you how to think, even how to believe. And I just want to encourage our listeners, specifically maybe our alumni, stay the course on what the Word of God says. Don't don't be so fickle uh, and buy into the the next popular thing of how you are, self-help, or how you're supposed to do this recovery the word of God is never changing, and addiction is not a surprise to God. And in fact, Bruce, a lot of the things that we hear and where we've gotten to as a culture here in America, or maybe even as a world, but where we've come to, the things have gone to a place of absurdity. It's absurd, some of the things that we're hearing and how we're supposed to walk and talk and just be. It's absurd. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's to the level of ridiculousness. Yeah, <clears throat> some of the things that, um, and we're going to try not to be political about this. But we we said from the beginning of of this podcast uh, entry that uh, we're we're going to offend some people and the things we're going to say on the show, and um, and but but we're never going to deviate from the truth, and and it's always with the the agenda of helping people live life. After their addiction, and a lot of that is is what God calls all of us to do as Christians is to remain discerning, uh, lean you know on each other, and for the Word of God to help direct our paths. You know, and uh, in fact, uh, Proverbs three verse five through six says, "Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not unto your own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths." And so, we're always going to be up against stuff that, I mean, that's the work of Satan, right? Is to confuse, to distract, to uh, divide, you know, and and so he's busy always in in the scheme of uh, the world stage, you know, implementing things that uh, sound like the truth, maybe even sound good. Uh, But we're going to talk today about stuff that is absolutely doesn't sound good, doesn't even, and who believes this stuff and, and, and why, you know? Yeah, and the and the so our mission, the Life After Addiction podcast. You could read it. It, it just says we're going to talk about life, addiction, uh, and some hard current affair issues, all from a biblical worldview. And we're going to tackle hard stuff. And so the first absurd thing, and and man, this oh mercy, uh, let's talk about recovery um, and the modalities, the methodologies out there. Um, again, addiction is not a surprise to God. And if we are going to address it biblically, then we have to be able to tell the truth and speak about what addiction really is. And we've we've covered it. It's idolatry. You're you're exchanging the glory of God and His promises for cheap substitutes for bootleg things, and that's idolatry. And you'll always get pain. You'll always get what you've always gotten from the lie, 
from the cheap substitute of the pleasure, of the numbing, of the cover-up, of the fulfillment of what you need, of a past or whatever it could be. When you go to bootlegs, you'll get pain always, and you'll have that cheap lie of a moment of relief, and it always ends badly. Now, the the problem, the absurd thing is, is if you go I where I went, I'll, I'll say me, uh, I was taught that I was a victim, that – this was a disease that I'm always going to be this. And you know what? You can have hope just for today. <laughs> you can have hope just for today, but you know what? You could be in remission, but man, one, one thing and it's, you have to start all over and that you're, you're full blown addiction and that you're always this addict. And that creates a victim like mentality. When the word of God says, Bruce, what we teach from the Word of God, what we know that's true from the Word, a promise from the Word of God is that we as believers are more than conquerors. That doesn't sound like a victim, right? Yeah. That sounds like there's – even the, the, the curriculum that we teach discusses escaping the corruption of, a world, of the world, addiction, idols, all of these things that are brought on by evil or sinful desires, right? Yeah. And that you can escape that. That's not that's not a slave. That's not a victim. That's an absurd view that's being taught. And you can see the decades, man. How's it working out for us? The decades of you're a victim, you're a victim, you're a victim, you're a victim. Yeah, I mean, it, especially here in uh, America and the culture that is progressing to – I mean, we, we see it in California right now with homelessness. We see it in uh, these other states who've, who've uh, legalized – uh, drug use and and uh, it's not anybody's fault. You know, we should we should pamper these people. We should uh, provide spaces for them. We we should raise money to help them, um, but not to get them out of you know this stuff. But it's their choice, and they're 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 a victim, and you can't blame them. And man, we see this in the court of law. Everything nowadays is is a mental illness when it comes to you know murder, thieving, you know. It's not their fault, you know. There's something wrong with them, and we have to treat them. And and so, and God warned us about this stuff. He says, "Don't believe in it. Uh, these things are going to happen, but don't lose heart." You know that uh, there is truth that we can abide in, and we can stand firm and and endure through these things. Uh, but we we we're asked to to wear a face. In fact, Jesus says, look, I'm, I'm sending you out as sheep among wolves. Yeah. Uh, that means that we have to have discernment. We, we have to pay attention. We, we have to decide for ourselves based on the Word of God, not our own understanding, right? Yeah. I just read that verse uh, of, of how we align things to what God says and, and make the right choice. Yeah, and I'll just tell you, I think we did an episode called Passivity. It's in season two, maybe 14 or 15 or episode 13. Uh, and what that leads to, when, when Christians are passive, unbiblically passive, not saying that you're mean, you can go listen to that. What rolls out into is that absolute truth no longer is the standard. And when that begins to fail, you know what that creates, Bruce? When absolute truth is no longer – the absolute truth we say is the Word of God. If, abs, if there is no longer an absolute truth, truth, then it's moral relativity. And you know what moral relativity has caused in today's America? It's caused people to become 
irate, even though more, it sounds like the opposite. Like my truth's my truth, bro. You believe yeah. in what you believe, bro. What it's become is if you don't believe the way I do, mm-hmm. you're a bigot. Yeah. I mean, the absurdity of uh, tolerance is the act of intolerance. Yeah. It, yeah. It cancels each other out. It makes no sense that I can sit here and say, well, I'm tolerant of all these things except for this, this, and that. Well, then you've negated your your definition of tolerance. Yeah, even now, the things that we – in the first eight minutes of this podcast that we've discussed about recovery and what we know to be true, we'll get emails. We'll get emails talking about, oh, you can't say that, man. You know, I'm, I've – whatever these methodologies have saved my life. Okay, that's great, man. God could strike a, a straight blow with a crooked stick, and I'm glad that you found God at – whatever meeting you went to, or I'm glad that you've been sober or you're an addict and just for today and you have hope just for today. But I'll tell you, and you and I both know, because I've been where you've been, man, you're living a life of white knuckling and dry drunkness, and you're not doing what you're not doing because you're afraid of a consequence. That's not freedom. Yeah. I mean, we just did an episode on contentment. You know, there are plenty of things in this life we can pursue, but to pursue things that are only going to get us halfway there. And, and if you found Christ in a 12-step meeting or whatever, then great. But are you doing the things Christ asks you to do? Or are you doing it the way the program that you're in is doing and trying to add Christ to it in some way? You know, it's you, you, look, listen to this verse. Jesus says, look, you're either with me or you're against me. And, and if you're against me, you're scattering. Yeah. And if you're with, with me, you're gathering. So it gives this picture of a togetherness and inclusion and in, in all things that are God. Or, or if you're like just doing it partly, then you're actually in the business of scattering. You're, you're creating division. You're creating chaos. You're, you, you may not think that you are, but that's what you're doing. And you're even doing it to your own self, which is really the thing that matters most, is that you're indecisive. You, you can't be um, a full 100% on into one belief. You, you, you're mixing things together and thinking that that's going to work. And, and Jesus tells us, look, there's no gray area in this. It's black and white. You're either with me or against me. Yeah. And, and for me to say something is absurd, that is absurd, doesn't make me a bigot. It makes me a, a, someone who's aware and acknowledging, hey, you can't hey, – let me give you an example, man. And this is kind of somewhat comical, but I'm not, we're not trying to be comical. Uh, just this week, uh, and at a local news station here in Nashville, News Channel 4, ran an article about uh, something that Always did. Uh, that's a Procter & Gamble company brand called Always. It's for female – um, sanitary products. And this is a, you know, we have a certain rating on this product. It's for basically it's for pads for females. Don't have to go any further there. That's what always brand is. And here's what they've done. Here's what has happened because of the pressure of this. If, if you don't believe who I am and my truth, right? Remember we say it's your truth, your truth. That's not what it is. If you don't believe my truth, then you're a bigot. This is what has happened in our culture. Always, here, here, here's the headline, always takes female symbol off of its packaging to be inclusive of transgender and non-binary customers. Huh? We're talking about pads for women. And here's what it is. Transgender activists and allies had publicly urged Procter & Gamble to redesign its pad wrapper without the gender symbol. 
a circle atop a cross. Among their arguments were that not all people who menstruate are women, and not all women menstruate. And this symbol obviously is the Venus symbol historically used to represent the female sex. So we're removing this female product for females is now being urged so much pressure that they did it to remove the female symbol for a female product. Yeah, and this is all based on fear. You know, look, I used to be in advertising. I, I, I went to college for it. I, I was in the business of marketing and persuading people to buy products. And one thing you do is you look at your target audience, right? Absolutely, without a doubt, 99% of that product's audience are women. Biological it, women. It makes no logical sense to change the way you would market your product for 1% or less of your target audience. It's, it's absurd, right? It's absurd. So the reason they're doing it is because they don't want to be labeled, which we're seeing it all over the place. Like they're ruining companies, ruining people who, who stand in, in the face of, of these, you know, people who demand tolerance, right? But they're intolerant to say, look, if, if you don't agree with this, then we're going to ruin your company. We're going to publicly display you as a bigot and that you're not fair-minded and that you don't believe in all people. And what's the heart there? Why did it say that activists were urging Procter & Gamble to remove this symbol? Why is that? Because you're hurting the feelings of someone, of a someone that identifies as – I just don't understand it. It's, it's become to a level of absurdity, and I want to encourage our listeners, our alumni. The Bible says this. The Bible says this in John. Uh, John chapter, I want to say 15, it says, if the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own, but because you're not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. So if you are so adamant to be- walk in this absurdity and take... <laughs> Like Procter and Gamble's always product to please the world, the Bible says that you are of the world. And I want to encourage you guys, you don't have to do that. Is it going to be hard? Yeah, the world's going to hate you. But man, this is the seasons that we're called to be. God's called you to come out from among them and be separate. And the promises of God are true. The freedom of Christ is true. And people are going to hate you is also true. Yeah, I mean, just said, go back and listen to the contentment episode. You know what? Our contentment doesn't come from what other people think of us, right? Yeah. Can can these groups, can these organizations, you know, smear a, 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 an organization or a person's name to the point where uh, people are offended by them and no longer buy products from them? Uh, listen, I guarantee you Procter & Gamble is more concerned about their their overarching business image than they are about this product that they sell. This is just one product of many that they sell because every single person with any logical sense in their mind knows a man does not menstruate. It's biologically impossible. Okay. I won't say anything more than that. So this is all based off of a fear about image and acceptance and what's going on. And man, look, the the reality of what we're hearing from these sp- 
particular groups, you know, like the transgender uh, group or the whole LGBTQ community, is that these people and in their entire population, let's just say in, in America, right, where we've got three, you know, 200, almost 300 billion people, right? No, sorry, 300 million people. That would be India. Uh, that less than 1% of our entire population are, are these people. But we hear so much political agenda and so much news on these types of, of happenings and what's going on in these communities, these circles, right, that everybody through media feels like it's everybody. Like this is half the United States or this is the majority of people and they're demanding a voice. And so it they have – Listen, and they're smart about what they're doing, right? They're they're doing this on purpose, right? Yeah. In fact, we we may be attacked one day for our beliefs. In fact, most people yeah, are going to been. eventually. We you know, it's been. just, but been. they're not doing it because they want to come to our organization or that they want help or anything. It's just because that's the point of ruining us because of what we stand for. Yeah, it's, it's and and that's that's exactly what's happening here. It's this, not tolerant on your truth. Versus, your, you know, yeah. my truth, bro, you do you. Yeah. No, no. Well, well, why does that affect you? Yeah. And, and let me let me finish up here. And then I want you to have closing thoughts just because this is absurd. <laughs> it's absurd. And, and, and I want to be clear to our audience and to any believer out there. People that think different than you have different worldviews than you have different ideologies than you. They have every right, God-given right to speak on what they think is true. You could disagree. We know biblically that they could be so lost, but they have dignity. Why? Because they are an image bearer. Whether they are a believer or not, they were made in the image of God, right? Mm -hmm. Now, they should be shown grace. Speak truth to them, but show compassion. This isn't a call to be mean to them. that We don't reciprocate the same thing. We're not going to try to shut them down because a business that they have, because they are radically different than our, I'm not going to go and try to shut them down. Yeah. That's not the same. It's not reciprocated, right? They, they will try to shut you down, but we will try to, if you engage, speak truth, but show compassion. Why? Because God made them in his mm. image. Yeah. I mean, this, this, this episode isn't to create hate for certain groups of people or, or what they're doing. This is just to reveal some absurdities. And, and that you don't and have thing, to buy I, into I want to make a comparison here because what, what you're saying here, it would be the equivalent of somebody that is like comes from some obscure country, right, that speaks a different language than English and comes to this country, right? And then because of that, some others come. And, and so we're, we're talking about a population that's that's very small, right? And, and they would demand, they would demand that their native language be the language of America, right? That is the that is this comparison that we're making here in these things. And by all means, yeah, we're not call, asking people to hate these people. We're, we're saying, look, God calls us to love everybody, in, in, even in their ignorance, you know, uh, or their lost points of view. And 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 so we, it should be that we we have more prayer about this. We. We are able to love people, even in, you know, the the contrast of their beliefs, and uh, but at the same time, we have to have discernment. We have to be able to tell ourselves, look, 
even though I can love these people, and even though I can pray for them, and even though I can see how they're lost in their ways, and I don't have to hate them. But Lord, make it sure to me the paths that you're leading me on, the things that I don't get off derailed off of and, and follow down some of these and get caught up in it. You know, that I can make clear decisions in my life based yeah. on your truth, Lord, and not these things. And we're using an obscure, obscurity to talk about things, but really the, the majority of what we, re- we sh- should be talking about is all the things that are in between and, yeah. and to the smallest things that can, can lead us off our path. I, I want to finish with this, final thoughts. I'm watching a presidential uh, debate the other night, <clears throat> and without mentioning any party, um, but you can kind of guess because there's only one debate going on. Uh, but it, during one of the breaks, there was a commercial, and the commercial was Ronald, not Ronald Reagan, Ron Reagan, who's Ronald Reagan, pre- past president's son, who is, is advocating for a foundation in this commercial. And the foundation is called Freedom from Religion, which to me, in a sense, is just, it's laughable, you know, because... Why would you create a foundation where your whole agenda is to have freedom from something that you are already free from? You don't, you don't have to choose religion. It's a choice. And people aren't forcing you into it. You know, and, and you're, you're making a statement. And here's his statement. He says, I'm a lifelong atheist, and I'm not afraid to burn in hell. And, and so even in this statement, his defining identity as statement is he's already including something that he's fighting from freedom from. Yeah. Because why would you even mention hell if, if you're not specifically talking about Christianity? Yeah. And, and nobody's forcing you, you know, to make a decision on anything concerning religion or a faith of any uh, understanding. And so why would you even form a foundation against it? Yeah. It, it, it means – what it means, Adam, is that – your agenda isn't what you're saying. Your agenda is to ruin others who don't believe in what you believe, yeah. right? And and your your whole organization is based on freedom from that, but you yourself are engaged in it. Yeah. And and that's the kind of stuff we're saying. Look, don't get, don't be fooled. Yeah. Don't get caught up in these things that will even make you angry. It's not even worth being angry about. Yeah, it's you just shouldn't. It, it's just acknowledging that there are a lot of things in this world that we should not adhere to. Yeah. And, and I'll close with this. If, if there's anything that I want, here's the message of this podcast that I want them to hear us say, there is absurd things happening in our nation and you don't have to fall. You don't have to fall pray, pray to it, victim to it. You don't have to subdue to it. But here's what it also means. And, and, and passivity, and man, I went and lectured at Williamson College about absolute truth. I think the fall of, of the character and the Christian worldview in this nation, a lot of people think this nation's a post-Christian nation. It's very close if it's not. And the reason being is because Christians have failed to engage peak culture mm-hmm. in public. And so when I want to encourage you, yes, there is absurdities. You don't have to fall into them. But when you engage, engage in conversation. And you don't have to be upset, as Bruce said. You could just, you, you hear them out and you love them where they are, but you speak truth. Here's yeah. what I believe. You're not helping and, the Christian faith by being angry and retaliating with anger and being an actual bigot, right? Uh, of what they're accusing us to do, because we're called to love people. Yeah, you know? and, and and I would encourage any Christian or even someone that doesn't believe the way I do, if if, if you want engage people 
and do not get upset. Do not lash out. Do not point at them. They are an image bearer of God. But I will, I will challenge you. If there is any believer or non-believer listening to this, go and watch what happens at these um, when people do engage. And you could sometimes they're so public they're on YouTube. But even you challenge yourself. Watch someone that's maybe not being recorded. The ones that get angry and try to shut down and oppress someone else's view is not the Christian. It's always someone that does not believe in what they Now, if it is a Christian, I would say I apologize for them. They are the exception, not the rule. But how much do you see the shutting down of ideas, of speech, of talk, of conversation, mm-hmm. of removing the female symbol you see that as an oppressive act, and guys, you don't have to be afraid of it. God's yeah. not surprised by this. And in fact, he says there's a word or reward if you are persecuted for Christ. Yeah, I think in clarity, my final thought is this, and it just goes on what you're saying, Adam, is that look, we don't need to get caught up in this stuff. Yeah. And it definitely shouldn't attack your what should be your non-negotiables in your faith, which yeah. is, look, I'm not going to become a cultural Christian. I'm not going to change my beliefs based on these things that are happening within our culture just so that I can be accepted by others and that I don't offend people. It's like, man, the Christian faith is offensive. Yeah. But it doesn't mean we have to go out and attack people. Yeah. It just means that we need to stand firm in what we believe in and don't be derailed by these things that are trying to pull us away from it. And you don't have to be ashamed of it. You don't have to have fear of it. I mean, could you lose stuff? Yeah, but that's the call of the gospel. Come and die. But you didn't have anything anyway, right? You didn't have anything anyway. Everything that you were turning to of the world is a lie and fake anyway. Mm. So all of this stuff is dwelling. Yeah, you could lose stuff. You could lose friends. You could lose a job. You could lose a business deal. But you didn't have anything anyway. If you're com- if you're joining with the lie, it's fading. So, guys, we encourage you, stand firm, man. A part of this thing that God's called us to is revival, and you've got to be able to not be afraid. If, if you're going to speak truth, you got to do it and show compassion. We love you. That's life after addiction. Amen. You better believe it. Life After Addiction is a production of S2L Recovery. If you have any questions you'd like answered on the podcast, email them to info at springtolife.net. That's info at spring, the number two, life.net. And for more information on addiction recovery, visit s2lrecovery.org. Have you ever attempted to read the entire Bible? Did you do it, or did you only make it part way? I'm John Stonge, and I host a podcast that will make it possible for you to make it through the entire Bible, one chapter at a time. I've been hosting the Chapter a Day Audio Bible Podcast since 2015, and every single day of the week, I read one chapter of Scripture, then follow that up with a time of prayer. And if you're looking for daily insights and inspiration directly from God's Word, I hope you'll give the Chapter a Day Audio Bible a listen. You can find it at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.